Hello and welcome to Lisa Express Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Akunyi. It has been my delight so far. This new series, Sexual Myths and Errors. Last week, we had the amazing aura to come to talk to us about men are unemotional about sex because that is something people believe. People believe that men do not care about sex. And I decided, you know what, I'm not going to talk about this topic, not because I don't know what to say, well, I don't want someone to cancel our quality information on the basis that this person doesn't feel how I feel. So I went to get someone who I know has the professional experience and the biological experience to speak on the topic. Are men emotional about sex? Because if we do not take care, we will take from people their right to experience great sex on the basis of our misconception. And that's what this particular series is about. We want to take out the misconceptions that mess up with our sex life. The misconception that makes us come to sex with apathy or with the desire to impress our partner, impress the person we're having sex with. Right. And that's something we want to cancel out or the feeling that this other person doesn't need me as much as I need them so I have to pretend that I don't need them even though we all know deep down that you crave a connection this series is going to take out the clogs and allow you to have empathy for your partner so perhaps you're the woman in the relationship and this man has been trying to sexually impress you and you think oh well he doesn't really feel it anyway what that episode last week did is it just helped you have empathy for that man and the next episodes coming are going to help you have empathy for the woman as well today i'm going to be talking about hymens and virginity virginity is first of all a genderless thing but hymens are particular to women right and the reason this is an issue is because of the cultures we used to have i said we used to used to emphasis on used to because there used to be cultural practices and then it was ingrained in people back in the day when women were getting married in some cultures the man had to sleep with the woman and bring out a white sheet of her blood that shows that she was sexually intact and she was not having intercourse with anyone else before the marriage and that he married his wife as chaste and that she's clean and so she's treated like a brand new car and they're just taking the wraps off it and everybody's excited because they felt if she was intact, then it was going to help with fertility. And it depends on the community in particular. It might be attached to some gods. It might be attached to some spiritual blessing. There is religious implication of it and the social implication of it. But let's explore it biologically today, shall we? Um, when we talk about hymen, there is the belief that the hymen is a nylon, almost like a nylon, you know, it just seals out the vagina. And so, you know, when you buy peanut butter, you have to open the seal. There is the idea that the hymen is a capsule that you have to break open to access the vagina. But we also understand that if it was a capsule like a nylon that was completely sealed, then the period will not come out. Menstruation will not come out. If it was nylon, nylon can hold menstruation. It means menstruation will not come out. So that's not the situation. So the question is, what is the actual situation? Let's look out for types of hymen and how it actually functions, okay? There is what is called the striviform hymen. This one has multiple holes. This is where you have, it looks like dot, 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 but they are all openings 
instead of having just one big hole no it just has like lots of opening that's one type of hymen then there is the imperforate hymen which is the one that people think every woman has but every woman has doesn't have the same kind of hymen just like every woman doesn't have the same vagina depth or length width not necessarily every woman doesn't have the same kind every woman doesn't have the same type of um, clitoris form um every woman doesn't have the same vulva shape and everything um when it comes to vaginas there was a time i was reading through this funny article i i find it funny but um, it wasn't necessarily funny funny it was the fact that people were also having body dysmorphia where people didn't really like their body where women were having surgeries to have their vagina look a certain way and i remembered one particular section of the article rather saying that there is something called the baby vagina which is where the pubic hair grows in the triangle and that is the baby vagina that's what they think every woman has but that's not necessarily true that's not necessarily true some women have their clitoris so long that it comes out it comes out of the vulva shape and everything is that lengthy and that voluminous right um voluminous the right word english <laughs> okay um it's that big okay now we return to the conversation of vagina then we have the micro perforated vagina which is the one that almost completely covers the vagina but then it has an opening on the side and then you have the septate hymen sorry i said micro perforated hymen yeah and then we have the septate hymen the membrane has an extra piece of tissue in the middle creating two small holes like to the vagina now the hymen is a membrane it's just really light it's not a nylon like it's assumed to be no 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 no. it's just a membrane really light and blood and pasture but what some people also do not understand that when it comes to sex some vagina types actually open up like a curtain when the woman is stimulated and so the concept of the woman bleeding the first time she has sex is not necessarily a proof of and some women do not have hymen let me quickly put that out there some people do not have hymens at all and so the concept that the woman must bleed the first time she has sex is inaccurate because when some women are stimulated stimulated enough that they are wet enough the hymen actually gives way and then it returns when she is no longer stimulated and so the idea that she has to bleed is a misconception actually her bleeding the first time she had sex might actually be more proof of violence it might be a proof of violence meaning she was not stimulated enough or the person who penetrated her penetrated her aggressively and so there is a proof of bleeding and so bleeding is not a proof of virginity it's not an actual proof for women who have hymens that are full or they have perforated hymens they might not be able to use things like tampons and then period cups it's hard for them there's no space for it so it's tight right but that doesn't mean every woman must have one and if she doesn't have one that she's not a virgin it's possible for her to have never had sex before but she doesn't have a hymen it's just a biological thing that she doesn't have one and some people have been proven to lose their hymen with non-sexual encounters as well and so if we judge the quality of life a woman has on the basis of her virginity and our proof of virginity is something that is biologically inaccurate it means we're judging a person's whole life on the basis of something that is inaccurate the only way the only guaranteed way to know a woman's virginity is to honestly ask her now the issue now becomes will she tell you the truth but the question is why should she lie to you how important are you that she has to lie to you 
right? So how do you find out if your partner is a virgin, if this is the first time they're having sex? Ask them so that you know how to be careful, you know how to listen to their body. They've never done this before. You want to pay attention. If you're a parent, you want to ask your child questions instead of just concluding on the basis of what someone has said. You come and you see that your child has bled into her pant. You want to ask questions. Did anybody touch you or see your menstruation? You want to educate your child in advance. Now, the myth of virginity and hymens is that virginity is a feminine thing and that is the flip side and the error of this particular myth. The error of this is that women are the only ones who should be bothered with keeping themselves. So now let's stick to the concept of keeping ourselves for our significant other. We're all going to decide that, okay, you know what? We're going to get married as virgins. We're going to have sex as virgins. We're going to be committed to one person. That is phenomenal. It's actually less trauma to deal with, less heartbreaks, less comparison, less everything, less competition, less sexual competition, less sexual performance, less sexual performance anxiety, which is phenomenal. I totally agree with it, if that's your route, right? But the idea that the woman is the one who is supposed to uphold the virginity and the purity and the chastity and the man is allowed to sleep around is very counterintuitive because if the man is sleeping around and he's a heterosexual man, he's sleeping with heterosexual women, what that means is that some other women somewhere are not virgins and this man is taken away from them but he wants to return and marry a virgin. So these women he slept with, who is he leaving them for? Who is he leaving these people? Because the idea is that if they were not virgins, they were scarred. So if this man is allowed to sleep with multiple women and he's not marrying all of them, who is he leaving these scarred women in quotes for? What's he leaving them for? And so we have to begin to query our ideologies. The idea that a man can be promiscuous, that it is a man's biological thing to be promiscuous. Excuse me, women are highly sexual beings. Women are so sexual that it is a sexual threat to society. And we'll find out next week when we begin to talk about circumcision and female promiscuity, the concept of it. So if we're going to uphold virginity, we had better uphold virginity for everybody in the relationship. If we're going to define virginity, then we must find a way to define virginity outside of hymens because hymens are not enough proof of virginity. Because while some women have fully sealed hymens, some don't, and some don't even have hymens in total, right? Some hymens can open up during sexual stimulation and return after. So does that mean if she gets really stimulated and had sex and then her hymen returns and she's looking all sealed up, does that mean that she's a virgin because the hymen is there now? And then the person who doesn't have hymen is not a virgin because they don't have hymen. What makes them a virgin? Is it the hymen or the lack of the sex? That is something we need to clarify. I hope this episode has busted a myth. I hope it has set you free if you're the one who has been judging people. Like I said during the cohort one of sexuality code, cohort one or cohort two, I said to them that virginity is not a proof of your quality of life. You are not a first class citizen because you're a virgin. Um, I was the director of Romance Cafe. Romance Cafe is a subcategory of the All Rights Passion Network. And so we have an outreach to single people called Romance Cafe. And I was in charge of Romance Cafe. And one of those days we were teaching about what people need to pay attention to if they want to get into healthy relationships. And this lady asked the question and said, is she supposed to learn all these things considering she's a virgin? I'm like, excuse me, how does your virginity help your sanity? What is the relationship between your virginity and your ability to have good conversations? You can't be a virgin for all I care but can you have good conversations can you resolve conflict can you 
Be open. Are you flexible? Are you adventurous? If you are not those things, you might not be able to retain a good relationship. Do you know how to negotiate? Can you compromise? Can you learn? Can you be open to another person's culture? Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to teach someone else? Because your partner doesn't know all of you. You have to teach them. If you're not willing to do these things, you can't have a good relationship. So you can be a virgin and be crappy at relationships. You can be a virgin and mess up your sex life. You can be a virgin and be willing to learn. And there's really nothing we can do to help you. You can be a virgin and be willing to have adventure now that you are now in a sexual relationship, right? So you have to be willing. So virginity doesn't replace all the hard work you need to do in a relationship. Virginity doesn't replace all the hard work it takes to build a business. Virginity doesn't replace the hard work it takes to be a parent. Virginity is just one aspect of life. So if you've lost it and um, you're deciding to say, oh, okay, I want to redefine my life going forward. I want to reinvent myself, especially if you're someone who subscribed to celibacy, whether for communal reason, for religious reasons, or for personal reasons. By all means, feel free to reinvent yourself and become what my one of my colleagues calls a tertiary virgin, meaning you were a virgin. You've become sexually active. You've had intercourse once or multiple times, but you're saying, oh, I want to be celibate from here going forward. That's tertiary virginity because it's conscious. It's not the automated biological thing. It's you making a conscious decision that, oh, okay, I've been through this phase and I want to. Is it secondary virginity or tertiary virginity? I'm mixing it up right now, but I know it's not primary virginity. Primary virgins are people who have never had sex. They've never done anything sexual completely. Then you have technical virgins. Although, okay, yes, people who are sexually active and are now celibate are secondary virgins. You have primary virgins. You have technical virgins. Technical virgins are people who say they've had oral sex, for example, anal sex, but they've never had intercourse. They've tried all forms of sexual activities, but they've never had intercourse. They are technical virgins. Because why people look at them as for you are still a virgin, you've never had intercourse they've actually been doing a lot of things that have been satisfying their bodies and satisfying their minds sexually right so you can decide to say oh i want to be a secondary virgin i've been having sex but now i want to be celibate from here going forward awesome now that you're reinventing yourself i need you to be able to see yourself as a person don't settle for less in a relationship because you are not a virgin and this person is only going to marry a virgin and so because they're marrying you and you're not a virgin you should put up with their crap absolutely don't don't do that Recently, I had an interview with a newspaper house in Nigeria, and the lady was giving me issues. She was telling me some of the issues single moms had. And I said, I know you're a single mom, and there is the pressure to want to settle because you feel, well, you are baggage. You have a child. They don't really want you. Nobody really wants you. And now there's the temptation to settle for just anybody. Do not do that. Instead, reinvent yourself. Ascend where you are right now. I spoke about the concept of self-ascension in an episode recently. I think about one month back, I've spoken about self-ascension in an episode. The concept of self-ascension is to go beyond where you are right now, to evolve in such a way that you can look back and see that you've evolved. Don't just say, I'm going to evolve. Don't just talk about it. Do it in such a way that there is considerable visual difference between who you used to be and who you are now. So if you're a single mom listening to me, you're a single dad listening to me, there's the idea that, oh, okay, because you are not intact, in quotes, you are not a virgin, you don't have high you don't have proof of being intact and all of those conversations that you you are secondary good you are not the fantastic thing do not do that to yourself do not write yourself as second class you are not a second class human being what you can do again is reinvent yourself reinvent yourself to the point of self-ascension be very deliberate about your self-ascension be very deliberate about your reinvention i've been very deliberate about helping my clients reinvent themselves this way in recent times and the fact that i'm a stylist even your style tells us what you think about yourself it 
chosen the way you carry yourself, the way you dress yourself. So don't just dress yourself like you're some loser because you really are not. You really are not. You're just allowing a myth and an error to define your life. I hope this has given you clarity. I hope this has sent you some deliverance today, right? If you have any question whatsoever, feel free to go on our website at www.lizaexpress.com. One time I had had a client and um, she came telling me how her dad used to tell her that if she was not a virgin, he was not going to collect her bride price. Mind you, this was a person who lost her virginity to sexual abuse. Sexual abuse that was caused because these same parents of hers left her with someone who was sexually abusive and they were not attentive enough to realize that, okay, this child is getting abused. And now you're saying to this child that you will not receive bread price from the man if she is not a virgin. And I feel that is not just disrespectful, that is more traumatic than the actual trauma. Because now you're saying to this person that you are not worthy of the social process that goes into marriage even though it was an abuse. And so if you're someone listening to me right now and you lost your hymen or you lost your virginity, realize I said or because you could have lost your virginity without a hymen. It's possible that you didn't have a hymen. So in case you lost your virginity to rape, to an abuse in any form, whether you're a boy or you're a girl listening to me, you're a man or woman listening to me and you lost your virginity as a boy or as a girl, someone had taken advantage of you I need you to forgive yourself for that situation. I need you to stop selling yourself short because you feel you are not worthy, because you feel you don't have what other people have. It was not your fault that what you had was taken away from you. And until you forgive yourself and put some worth on yourself, some value on yourself and add tax on it, you really will not find people who value you. And it's important that you find someone who values you. Because if they don't value you, I promise you they can't even give you mind-blowing sex. You're just going to have sex you manage. And sex should not be endured. I don't think sex should be endured. The biological process that goes into sex is annoying. Um... I can't remember which of the seasonal movies, but there was this particular scene. I had seen a clip where the guy was talking about the biology of sex and how it looks like the person is going to die because of the heart rate and all the work, the muscle work going into sex. Like That's why men are fatigued after sex. Sex is stressful. So if sex is not going to be pleasurable and your boots not working to make it pleasurable, it's actually not worth the work. So don't just settle for some tedious work in the name of sex, right? Don't just settle for some sexual partner that I will not commit to you because they think you are not worth it. You need to know you're worth it. I'm saying you're worth it, but you need to believe it and you need to say to yourself. All right, until next week when I see you again, yeah, do have fun. If you have any questions and you don't want to send it on the website, go to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Search for Lisa Express Consult or better still, just search for Lisa Express C. Bye.